I'm Zed. And I'm Grace. And this is a podcast this week with trigger warnings. Uh, This episode is season one, episode seven. Grace, what is this episode called? Who are you going to call? And uh, it does deal with a transgender person as both a criminal and a victim. Uh, And it deals with it in a very, very 2006 way. So uh, if that is something that makes you uncomfortable to hear about, because representation in 2006 was generally painful, even when they were being earnest, which eh, I can't tell if they were in this one. Uh, Please, please, please take care of yourself and uh, decide whether you want to listen to this or not. All right. So, Grace, before we get into uh, our fun commentary on this, what are our facts here? Who wrote this? This episode was directed by Michael Lang and it was written by and it was written by Carrie Linhart and Jack Sackmar. None of those names sound familiar. Is this like an all new team while everyone who has already written something before goes and takes a break? I'm pretty sure. That does explain the vibes. <laughs> not totally rancid, but not fantastic. I'm I'm put this out there. I could tell someone new wrote it. Or that it was moved from its original spot in the order because Juliet at one point calls Sean that psychic guy. It's been seven episodes. Oh, 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 it's, um, this was supposed to be the fifth episode. Still too far in for her to be calling him that psychic guy. Obviously, that's a rookie writer mistake. Somebody who has not written anything for the continuity before would throw that in. Yeah, okay, so if you are wanting to know what other things the director has done, he has directed 240 television episodes. Why? I don't know. Uh, Let's see. The OC, Beverly Hills 90210, Northern Exposure, Eureka, The Pretender, which is a great show, Buffy, The X-Files, One Tree Hill, (laughs) Dawson's Creek, Everwood, Diagnosis Murder, and Greek. Ooh, Greek. I, I loved Greek. Okay, okay, okay. Any Supernatural? No. Any community? No. Any uh, new Star Trek? Uh Uh-uh. All right, so this person is not a director I'm necessarily interested in following up on. This episode was a doozy, wasn't it? (laughs) Uh, It was several different things, and doozy is a kind word for some of those things. Oh, yeah. Well, it... um... It starred all of our regular people, you know. It did not, actually. Chief Vic was not in this one for the first time, and Henry's only in flashbacks. There is uh, no buzz in this episode, which is another reason you can tell it was not written by the main wait, writers. Wait, 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 They're both credited as being in this episode. I did not see them a single time, any of the times they were in there. If they were there, they were in the background, and they were turned around. They didn't speak. Because, okay, Sean and Gus crashed that crime scene, right? yeah. And then no one gives them permission to be there for the rest of the show. Juliet lets them in. Lassiter just kind of like, you know, threatens them and shrugs it off. They never get permission from Vic to be on the scene. They never have to con buzz into anything. Uh, Fun facts on the trivia page for IMDb. Uh, 12 out of 18 found this interesting. This is the first episode of the series that Kristen Nelson is not in. Okay. I was right. I might barely pay attention, but I pay attention to apparently the things that count. This episode starred James Ruday Rodriguez back as Sean, Dula Hill back as Gus, Timothy Amundsen back as Lassiter, Maggie Lawson back as Juliet, Corbin Burnson back as Henry, Frank Whaley as Robert Dunn, and Liam James back as young Sean. I want to click through on this IMDb for the guy playing the male model at the end of this. Yep, his entire filmography is very similar. 
Oh my god. All yeah. 15 of them. His most recent job was in 2015. What is he doing with his life? I really don't know. Maybe he's working at McDonald's and we'll just see this chiseled jaw man at some point. Okay, I've gotten distracted. <laughs> There's really not much else that I can say about this because this episode, thank God, did not have any sort of commentary. Because I don't think I, I don't think I could handle listening to anybody talk about this episode besides you, honestly. That's valid. Um, I'm looking at the IMDb page and they are saying that Steve Franks wrote on this one. I don't know if that's because he wrote the concept for it originally. And they just list him on all the things. Are you on the x-ray or just regular IMDb? I am just on IMDb. So, I don't know. Um, but yes, why thank you. I appreciate that. I would not be able to sit through commentary on this episode either. Largely because that would have required me to sit through it a first time before watching the commentary. I will say that when I was younger, I used to like this episode a lot more because I really liked, like... Robert's character I thought he was kind of like cool and it's kind of like oh it's not really haunted and the whole backstory of Sean pretending to haunt the Guster's house I thought that was kind of funny but now that is actually kind of funny yeah but now like Um, looking back the past couple years I'm like hmm this might not be the best way they could have done this yeah well okay so there are other ways they could have done this do you want me to list off the most common one that they could have done Yes. Uh, number one, a lot of haunting cases are either sleepwalking, mm-hmm. because people sleepwalk, especially if they're on Ambien, uh, yeah. or two, a carbon monoxide leak. It'll cause people to do stuff, pass out, hit their heads, forget what they did. So yeah. it could have been either of those things and not been mm, baby transphobic. Un poquito. Uh, yeah. So, like, both of those things would qualify, and you could have still had a trans character if you really wanted to have a trans character. You just didn't have to shoehorn them in as a plot device based on mental illness, a real mental illness that real people have Mm -hmm. that you are using for plot fodder. This is a real thing, and it's always some sort of, like, goofy plot device in TV shows. Or in this case, they're a murderer. They're a murderer because one of them is scared and the other one just wants to be themselves. And it's like... My yeah. dude, this is a sad plot. This is a sad it's plot. It's a sad plot that they're playing off as a, oh, look at this neat, fun plot we put in. Ha ha ha, laugh it off. Like, mmm. Yeah, but it's, mm. it's, I hate saying this because it's already bad, but it's like, it could have been worse. It could have, yes. It, because it was 2006, and we all know that South Park was really been big then. They had a lot worse stuff then, but... Could have been worse doesn't mean is no, fine. No, not at all. And I, I use that daily in my life when people say, oh, it's fine. It could have been worse. I'm like, it could have. But also, it doesn't have to be as bad as it is. No. Any fun facts? Other than this is the first one that Chief Dick's not in. There's really not that much. I have a fun fact. Okay. For one, I uh, recognize the person playing Robert. And I was like, okay. why do I recognize this? What is he from? Guy? What is he from? He is the uncredited stage manager in School of Rock, the movie that I watched 14 times in one day once because I was obsessed with that stupid movie. I love it so much. It's stupid, but I love it. Oh, my God. I In one sitting, I just had it on and I just kept rewinding it um, because I was 14. How old were you? I was 14. I was doing other things while I watched School of Rock in the background, but it was 14 times uh, in one sitting. but yeah, he's the uh, the kind of like pointy looking stage manager who's like, yeah, I guess I'll let you guys on. Like, he's the have, one who gives them a chance. I have like no 
recollection of him in that movie at it all. is so brief and it's just kind of like a oh he's a nice grown-up who lets them do something that they want to do that they've been working really hard for that none of the other grown-ups seem to let them do <laughs> they do have to convince him into it but oh, wait. he's like a, a reasonably nice grown-up who is convinced into it fun fact that i usually would save for the discussion but uh it's my favorite line in possibly all of psych is in this episode though Okay, which but- is unfortunate because I have to like watch this episode to find the line. But I saw a gift set of it, and it's my favorite thing. Okay, can I guess what your um favorite quote is? <laughs> well, it's the top quote on the quotes, and I even wrote it in my uh my sheet. It's the one where Lassiter says, "Are we clear?" No. <gasps> okay, so it's not when Lassiter says, "Are we?" Cl-? Oh yeah, no, that was funny too. But no, it's the one where Sean asks them if they're collecting donations for the policeman ball, and Carson <laughs> says, "We don't have balls," <laughs> which is oh, hilariously, so objectively, good. very dumb. See, I love it. This would be such a fun episode if they just put a little bit more effort into it, not being as offensive. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a fun thing if they had worked a little harder to uh, be considerate. But I think instead they were going for the, uh, what I would call the crime drama shock value episode. Yeah, because it's supposed to be this like plot twist was like, oh. There's an episode of Bones from I think this same year or possibly like one or two years later that tried to pull the same thing that never settled right. Because I watched Bones live up until a certain point, up until they got rid of Zach and I was like, you want my Zach back? Um, I've never seen Bones. That oh my sense. God. There was like this teenager as a lab intern. He was adorable and a dork and they got rid of him because he aided and abetted a serial killer. And I was like, he wouldn't do that. Give me back my floppy-haired teenager. Um, oh, anyway. I like floppy hair. Yeah, he's very fun. And he was like a good-natured nerd who you were like, he would never do that. He mm-hmm. obviously only had good intentions. They brought him back later. And he had like, he pled guilty because he felt guilty because he unintentionally helped the serial killer. It was like a whole thing. I'm like, how dare you, first of all? Now he's been off the show for a decade. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> I have Bones feelings. Okay, so there was an episode of Bones in like, I want to say either mid-season two or early season three, maybe? I don't know. Uh, where they, they do find, it's all decomposed human remains, so it never has any skin on it. So they find a skeleton and they're always going to identify gender based on pelvic shape. Well, yeah. And so the entire plot line hinged on them discovering that this was a trans woman. But then they had to confront her family about it. Oh. And so it it was kind of examining her whole family's, like, complicated feelings about her identity. And I was like, "Uh, uh, guys, do you have any trans writers on staff who you can consult, please? Anyway, uh, did you find the pineapple? I found two different people saying that they found the pineapple online. It said in the um, x-ray for this that it's pineapple shaped bars in the window behind Lassiter. That's what IMDB range. says, but yeah. then the uh, the website of the pineapple finders, <laughs> which is what I keep going back to because they're always arguing and it's always funny. Oh my god. Uh, said that in the scene where somebody's eating pizza in the background or there's pizza on a table in the background and it's a pineapple and ham pizza. So it could be both. <laughs> or neither. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Ranking. I, this is whack. 
even with the negative points for trans, like unintentional transphobia, because they were obviously trying really hard for 2006, they got a 33, which scores higher than the Civil War episode, <laughs> which got a 31. Oh my God. So it is not at the bottom of my list somehow, even though this episode required a trigger warning and that one didn't. <laughs> I feel like I might have missed some of the things they said, as I usually do, because I'm typing. Mm-hmm. and like I don't register what they're saying when I'm typing I feel like I'm looking at it now I think they said at least one of these and I thought that should be one of my little catchphrase ticks and then <laughs> I looked at the list and I said I don't see it there because I was listening and reading at the same time which means nothing was processing so uh-huh. I think it actually needs one more point at least for which one I think Gus said, you know, that's right. When Sean suggested jerk chicken. Yes, 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 he did. Okay, so that's actually 34, making it significantly higher than the Civil War episode. Um, do you have any notes on this episode that you uh, maybe jotted down or thought of? Absolutely not. Fair enough. I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six bullet points and a mental note that at one point, uh, Sean is wearing green and Gus is wearing pink and they do look like Cosmo and Wanda. Aww. <laughs> Just, you know, uh, I got very distracted by that. Um, I made a mental note that I thought that it was like this weird shade of red. It looked like a like faded red shirt. And I was like, that is such a good color for his skin tone. I was so happy about it because it's like normally on like TV and whatever, it's like anytime that they have somebody who's not white they sometimes don't do a really good job with either finding them like good colors to wear or like even makeup or something sometimes people just look weird if people don't know how to i don't know most uh hollywood hair and makeup people are not trained in how to help people who are not white i know it's crazy it's crazy and that is why so many people on tv a lot of times they have to do their own hair after they're done with makeup but i feel like maybe it's gotten better because so much of the film industry has migrated to atlanta yeah because like if you are a hairdresser down here and you don't know how to do black hair then uh what are you doing honestly what are you doing like everyone is black here (laughs) (laughs) that's all of your client base what are you doing i don't know feels like you're limiting yourself in that case with your uh weird racism that shirt did look good on him i specifically noticed that shirt It it was very bright also, the two of them uh, were wearing jewel tones, and when they went up into the attic, they matched all the decor. I did like the um, secret attic and all. That was very cool. It was really cool, and I wish they would have done something, because I really like the whole attic and how it's like decorated and like the really pretty clothes and stuff. Okay, so my bullet points. Bullet point number one, in quotes. We don't have balls. <laughs> bullet point number two. Please don't roofie your friends. Don't roofie anyone, but Jesus Christ. It's just especially not with allergy pills and not four of them at once. Yeah, I don't okay, it was like six or something. It was like an insane amount. Yeah, no, it was like a crazy I thought it was four, but also I didn't write it down, so could be anything. Don't do that. Wouldn't it have been funnier no. for Sean to <laughs> leave? No, 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 no. This is something completely horrible that Sean could have done. Fair. He could have left Gus at the probably Wendy's because they were having a frosty he could have left him there and stolen his car and then drove they said jerk chicken but then they went for frosties yes 
because huh, he because okay. he he put the allergy pill in his frosty. Gotcha. Now he could have been at a. That's true. He could have yeah. left him wherever that was and driven and then up driven to Palo all Alto. the way to Palo Alto because that that would have been funnier because it would have been Sean, Sean, you you left me at a Wendy's, Sean. <laughs> all night all night Sean <laughs> yeah no that would have been infinitely funnier actually yes. and it wouldn't have involved him drugging his friend yeah <sighs> what yeah. I, mm, yeah of all the things in this episode that just make me cry a little that is one of them somehow like I, come on y'all he's supposed to be the good guy and he's drugging his friends yeah, to get his it's, way it's it's not good He's a man child, but that's like a level too far. It is it, it is a level too far because they they really like to just say, How far can I take this? And then they take it further. Yeah, which is something. It is something. Mm-hmm. Uh okay, my next bullet point is if you look in the car behind them when uh Gus wakes mm-hmm. up and Sean says they're in Palo Alto. Uh, If you look behind them in the car and you look at the traffic, they're going about 20 miles per hour. And there's a line of cars that goes back for like a mile and a half. behind them. (laughs) So I don't know if they were filming for realsies or if somebody got footage of that and put it around the fake car. Uh, But that is a lot of traffic. That is so much traffic. That is incredible. And then the next scene when they're parking, there's like no traffic. So it's like, oh, so you do know how much traffic there should be here. Hmm? Yeah. Sure. But also it's Palo Alto. So it could be that, you know, there was a car in front of them going 15 because it was full of chickens or something. Or one of those big old trucks carrying like barrels of oranges. That's yeah. not going fast enough because if it goes any faster, all the oranges will uh, fall into the car behind them. You know, <laughs> as they do. <laughs> Driving in California is terrifying. Anyway. Oh my God. I'm sure we'll examine that one at a later point. Uh, in all caps, I have, Sean, you don't have a warrant to view medical files. What about HIPAA? Right. So, like, he does a lot of things without a warrant. He, but medical files are, like, one past for me. Like, you yeah, need is, a warrant for that. Because it's just, that's how he found out. Yeah. It's no, like. Because then he, like, finds out and he's like horrified and just like you don't like what is the point of you guys being horrified about not only that okay so i've been to several doctors who are like specialists right for different things all Mm -hmm. all sorts of different things i've been to a neurologist i've been to a plastic surgeon for a consultation i've been to a bunch of different stuff for different health stuff yeah because people send you everywhere when they're like here you need this thing Mm -hmm. doctors are very specific about what their specialties are And it's usually pretty big on, like, their letterhead or on their business cards. It is highly unlikely that Sean wouldn't have seen that the doctor who got killed specialized in gender reassignment consultation. Yeah. It is so unlikely that the thing that triggers his big, oh my goodness, is that he viewed confidential medical files. See, because that's what, because see, it's so weird because yeah you are right i would have never thought about that but it's like okay you see that there's an appointment with this other doctor why would regina have to see another doctor so quickly after her previous doctor died oh no like that that i totally get like 
even though my doctors were still living, like I would go to a doctor and they'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to send you over this guy. But they say that their only appointment is tomorrow at 7 a.m. until after that, they don't have any appointments open for like eight months. You better go over there at 7 a.m. And I'm like, I hate you. Yeah, like, I hate you so much. It's so early. That makes sense. But like, wouldn't Sean have gathered it from at least that? Like, oh, you would hope so, because he's supposed to be the super genius or whatever. He is, but it's just. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I don't like I don't like how he found out. I don't like how they like I I felt like it was played up for it. shock value. It it was played up for shock value and it was not handled in a way that I would consider to be well written. No. For then or now. No. And it's just kind of hurtful. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um, also, my last bullet point on here, I I mean, there's one of them. We basically already covered it. It was like, a, how how 2006 are they being about this? Well, they're being almost okay for 2006, but it's still bad. Um, but my last one was, would they really actually consider very quick gender reassignment surgery for people not already on HRT? Because obviously they weren't. Like, that is you're, not something that yeah, either right. of the other alters would have kept up. So, like, it would probably be impossible to be on HRT, right? Um, in 2006. Yeah, right. So, like, you're conversing with this cons consultation to get gender reassignment surgery. I cannot think of a single surgeon nowadays who would consider it without you at least trying HRT for a couple months to see yeah, like, if that is a solution like, for you. As, like, from what I've heard, it takes forever First of all, to find a doctor. Second of all, for like any sort of surgery like that, it takes forever for it to happen. And third of all, sometimes when you find a doctor, they're just terrible and they keep questioning you. Yeah. So like the fact that she found someone who is so understanding on like her first and second try is amazing. And they live in a fairy tale universe. Which, you know. If only we could all live there, except for the murder. I wish that... <laughs> Everybody had somebody as nice as Dr. Drake, but it's just, that's not, that's not the reality. And if they would, it, have, if they would have consulted at least one person, so one this person, is, this they is what would gets have found that out. Is that it reads like a story about trans people written by cis people. Exactly. Because the trans person is the victim. The trans person is the murderer. The trans person is trying to get what they want as far as gender reassignment surgery, but they are the thing in the way of getting themselves like made how they want to be. Oh, so no. and then, outside and then, of this little sphere of influence, everything that some cis person could blame on this trans person falls back on the trans person. Yeah. And then, oh, he's getting help. Okay. What does that mean for the alters they just like go away well not only that well okay so let's talk about dissociative identity disorder mm -hmm. so i know a medium amount of this i'm not a medical professional but i know a medium amount about this because i was researching it a lot but okay not only is it highly misunderstood it is usually something that is a result of severe trauma like yeah. it is something that you do to escape something bad mm -hmm. or because there's something dramatic happening and this is like you already have a dissociative identity disorder thing and your brain goes you know what this is my coping mechanism i'm gonna make another one yeah which is a funny thing that brains do sometimes i know <laughs> you know uh 
because uh you know whatever your coping mechanism is when you're like a teenager typically your brain learns that that is a good coping mechanism whether it's good or not uh-huh. uh so if you are like prone to fits of depression when you get older uh your brain will just automatically say hmm but what if we wallow because that worked when we were teenagers which is not <laughs> me speaking from experience <laughs> ha 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 uh-huh. not me uh-huh. Uh-huh. no not me either yeah, so your brain pretty much leans back on what it already has. And so, mm-hmm. like, I would say that if this were an issue, Robert probably would have thought that he was being haunted before then. Yeah. And not only that, probably would have some, like, symptoms of, like, you know, other people in his uh, day-to-day life more than just occasionally wearing wigs yeah like i i would think that if you were a grown adult and this has been going on for a couple decades then maybe you'll have a tattoo to show for it and your first time experiencing this won't be when you're like what 40 he looked like 40 because it's just like okay so in the episode he snaps out of it and he's like comes and he like comes to and he has like the wig and i think like some sort of shirt and it's like so that's never happened to you before yeah, I mean, I I would assume that if, like, if his alter were able to control the situation of, okay, I'm going to let him come back out now, maybe she would have put away the stuff. I but also, so. yeah, you feel like at some point, that would have happened before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it reads like a trans narrative written by a cis person and a mentally ill narrative written by a neurotypical. Yeah. It's like so many things written by so many people who shouldn't have written it. Yep. Which is, mm, oh, what fun. Oh, and uh, this this episode is what, the fourth or fifth time where we cross the line of Sean does not know the distinction between a psychic and a medium. Not that I'm nitpicking on that, but like I'm a little bit hung up on it because it's really annoying. I don't think he particularly cares I don't think so either. Either he can read minds or he can hear ghosts. He needs to pick one. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I have a lot of problems with this episode. Um, there are shining I mean, moments would. of <laughs> approval in there for like moments, very brief moments where I'm like, I enjoyed that line. But I have so many, so many criticisms. I Okay, here are two things that I like about the Okay, let's do the two things we liked. Okay, the the two things that I like. I like that they included a song by Wham. I think that is fun. (laughs) Do you think it was uh, on purpose to put a George Michael song in an episode with a queer person? No, Or an LGBT person? I think the um, joke is, wake me up. Oh, I know. I feel like it was a double double whammy, as it would be. (laughs) 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 Ha 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 ha. Well, I mean, every episode has a queer person in it. That's valid. Sean is bi. <laughs> yes, he is. And okay. trans rights. Yes. And also, I really like the scene where Lassiter has presumably a conveyor belt in the shooting range, and he's shooting the figurines that he bought for his ex-wife. Yeah. Did you give that a point for him wanting to shoot something? No, because he didn't go there as a direct result of something that Sean or like someone on screen did. 
Okay. I did give him a point for his significant others mentioned but unseen. Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't count uh, Lasseter wanting to shoot something because most of the time that's, for, for me, that counts as, like, Sean does something and Lasseter turns away and, like, grabs his gun like he wants to shoot him. <laughs> like, that's what I consider to be that. Mm-hmm. Because that one's, like, so much more direct of, like, a... Lassiter has anger management issues. <laughs> like, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Anyway. No, that is funny, though. Yeah. Let's see. My two things that I liked, I really do enjoy the we don't have balls line. Yes, it is it very is funny. And honestly, it's just, like, without the episode around it, it holds up. Mm-hmm. Because it's just really cleverly written. Anyway. Uh, and then my second thing that I liked, I guess I enjoyed it. So when I go through and I, I have to tally up the points for Sean and Gus bickering, they actually didn't bicker that much in this one. Which is surprising. I felt like it was more like a, if one of them brought something up, the other one was like, what? And then they just kind of moved on. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a, I mean, it kind of... It's weird writing after all these episodes of getting so many points for bickering. But it, it was kind of nice where half the episode wasn't them arguing about whether or not they should do something. Yeah. That was enjoyable. Anyway, do we have any audience participation this week? Uh, nope. Oh, I, okay. I was hoping maybe we would because I felt like somebody else should weigh in on this one. Uh, no. I absolutely... No audience participation. Valid. Which, I mean, I guess it's fair since they don't have that much to, like, bounce off of. But it's still, yeah. I mean, I was thinking that maybe we could do, like, a oops, all audience participation episode uh, in the, like, in the mid-season or between-season where yeah. uh, we specifically ask people to send in opinions about different episodes and then we just organize them in chronological order and read them off. Yeah. That could be that could be really fun. So if you would like to be in an upcoming episode, please let me know. Yeah, I mean just like comment on an Instagram post, send an yeah. Instagram message to the official Delicious Flavor Podcast Instagram. Yes. Um any of those things and uh, just, you know, don't be a bad person and we will respond positively. Uh, easy as that. Be a person who is not yeah. a butt. <laughs> because speaking of which... Uh-oh. No, 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 no. I'm sp- speaking of the mid-season. Oh, okay. I thought you meant somebody had been a butthead oh, no, no, on no, Instagram. No, 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 no. The only person that we have on Instagram right now is... Noah and Noah has liked every single post and I just think that for him because kudos to Noah. Thank you, Noah. Gold star. Gold star. <laughs> gold star for Noah. We are erecting the statue like tomorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. We love you. Yep. All right. Anyway, so uh in the mid season. Yeah, yeah you're gonna talk the, about that, huh? Yeah. Uh next week is our mid season finale. And because we are following the original release dates of the first season. Yes. Yes. Uh, and they had a break around Labor Day where mm-hmm. they weren't airing anything. We are going to be airing. Grace, are you doing something different? Uh, in those weeks, 
I will be reviewing James Ruday movies or something like that. So if you have any recommendations for movies that I should watch, I already kind of have a list of what I'm going to be doing. But I'll, anyway. I'll look at his uh, filmography or the other actors, the main actors' filmography, and I'll send you some recommendations as well. Uh, yeah. Because... I, I already have a couple ideas that you probably have on your list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking that time. Uh, unfortunately, my graduate program starts back up at the beginning of September. So mm-hmm. for that first little chunk of it, I'm going to let you guys have your time without me uh, because I have to focus on school. You're so. taking a September sabbatical. I am taking a sabbatical like a grown up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I am. Hooray. You, you are. Congrats. I am almost 30. <laughs> what oh is my God, life? Grace, so, what's my life? You're right. so old. I'm so old, Grace. Oh. I told you, oh my goodness. I was teaching a class of second graders at the end of last year. And uh, I stood up and I did my groaning thing when I stand up because I'm old. And I went, oh, I'm so old. And they go, what? How old are you? Like they've completely misunderstood how old I am. And I go, 27 and all of them at once go that's not that old and they start yelling at me it was so funny <laughs> children are hilarious oh my god i know anyway yeah one yeah. of them even said my sister's older than you and i had to look at him and i was like what <laughs> what yeah no like some of them are like you know kids of third marriages sort of thing so okay yeah i mean like takes all sorts to have a family mm-hmm. yeah but it's just a really funny reaction. Anyway, yeah, so uh, mid-season weirdness because the original Psych series did mid-season weirdness and we're going to copy them. <laughs> I wouldn't particularly say that. But, you know. Yeah. So the podcast will be without Zed for a few weeks. So I hope you guys will still come back to listen to just me. <laughs> A single tear runs down my face. <laughs> I'll miss you, audience of maybe five. Maybe five. Maybe five. I don't know. I'm being generous. Maybe yeah. there's five of them. Maybe. Maybe we are two of the five. I'm listening to me. <laughs> Everyone wish me luck on my uh, dumb grad program. I love it, but also it's exhausting. Yes. Um. All right. So uh, final thoughts on this episode. I mean, I think we gave a lot of thoughts, but like, just a burning sentence. Okay. My final thought is that this episode is a really good episode for like, out of context gift sets, and isn't necessarily an episode that needs to be watched over and over and over again. You just, if you look at the little screenshots for the jokes, you're good. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. My final thoughts are uh, God, I hope they do better in future episodes with any form of representation in it. Uh, but God, I know they won't. <laughs> so, also, trans rights. Trans rights. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically it. It just, it was uh, hard to watch. And even yeah. harder to uh, adequately voice thoughts on in a way that made meaningful sense. Mm-hmm. because uh these is tough topics and it's a yeah. show from 2006 it is jesus oh my goodness you don't notice how much times have changed until you watch something made back then though i know like we're know. we're actually 
societally, I think we're doing better. Uh, like, cause that crap wouldn't fly nowadays. They would be like pulled from the air. If I not don't... only because the Tumblr backlash would murder them. <laughs> oh, oh, Tumblr. Oh, Tumblr. Tumblr loves this show. They do, which is interesting. It is. Well, thank you for all of you guys for listening. Thank you to the writers of Psych. Uh, if you would like to find us on Twitter, we are Delicious Flavor with the first L is a capital I. On Instagram, we are Delicious Flavor Podcast. On Facebook, we are at Delicious Flavor Pod. Uh, I've been Zed. And I've been Grace. And this certainly was a podcast. Yes, yes it was. <laughs> we tried our best. We did. 